Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So what do you know about dim sum? Hi, welcome to Taste This TV. I'm Chef Joe Samara. Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste some food and have a great time on Taste This. I bet you I can eat this whole thing. Here you have it, my version of the duck. Thanks for having me here today. It's an absolute having pleasure. Me Grab a fresh lobster, cook it, and this is a lobster roll. One of my favorite events, the Big Apple Barbecue. I'm Chef Joseph Simonet. Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste this. Hi, welcome to Taste This TV. I'm Chef Joseph Simonet. Great show for you here today, and thank you for tuning in. What we're going to do is go and visit a restaurant called Chi, located in Nassau County, Long Island. And then when we're going to come back, I'm going to whip up some of my signature recipes, talking about steak, general chow's chicken, and edible flowers. Don't go anywhere. Taste this. Here at Chi Restaurant, it's a very special establishment. They're known for not only their food, but marvelous decor. Dine in their elegant dining room, or take a casual seat outside in their patio. Either way, the food is delicious. Now the chef has his signature shrimp dish, which requires jumbo fresh caught prawns, delicately seared on both sides. Next, he adds just a little bit of garlic, herbs, and his secret signature sauce that he cooks down to a reduction. Once the shrimps are fully cooked, they're put around a special bed of blended rice. Topped with the signature special sauce again, you have a plate fit for a king. Other signature dishes include their wonderful hanger steak, their fried egg roll, their Chilean sea bass, and of course we can't forget their margarita pizza. Made with only the freshest ingredients, with fresh tomato sauce, fresh mozzarella, and put in a wood-fired oven that'll be baked to perfection. So if you're hungry for all these incredible dishes, wait till you see what we have cooking in the kitchen. All right, so today we're going to get started on a terrific steak dish. In fact, we'll be doing steak across the board, you know, using organic steak. Uh, today we're getting this beef uh, from Dakota, which uh, raises their beef and cattle, you know, organically. And I think that that's important today, being that a lot of the fed beef and veal and whatnot have been giving a lot of wheat, which can cause gluten problems and stuff like that. So... Um, I think it is important to use an organic cut of beef wherever you can get it. Obviously, it might be just a little bit more expensive, but hey, put into your body what you know you would treat yourself to, and that's something that you never want to chintz out or take away or put any kind of cheap food uh, into your system. You know, chintz out somewhere else. Now we got what's going on here is a sauté pan, and this steak dish here. What we're going to do is create uh, an Asian spice that we have here, and we have Chinese five spice, we have salt. We have Asian celery root, we have wasabi, and we have something here called goko powder, uh, which is almost like a sweet type of play off of ginger. Uh, what we're going to do is rub the beef on both sides, and then we're going to sear it in this pan. We want the olive oil to, to be hot. If we feel like we have too much in there, you know, we can always empty a little bit out. Next, what we're going to do is take all of our spices, take some salt, some more five spice, and just go down the line. Get all your ingredients here. You have a really a great mixture of dry rubs here. Uh, and then with your finger, I mean, because you don't have to get crazy here, you can just take your finger and put it over the beef. Now I have two cuts of top sirloin here, which are going to go really good with this dish. Uh, but I probably don't have enough spice for both of them. So what I'm going to do is I'll just keep it simple with one. And I'll put all of the spice all over the beef here and really kind of get it absorbed. 
And what we're going to do is take the steak and put it down in the pan. Now, now this is looking really good, but my key ingredient to searing beef is taking a little bit of butter as well. Because what happens is you need the both of them to create a wonderful sear on your beef, texture, flavor. So I always do a little bit of butter in there just to kind of take it to the next level. All right? Let that continue to sear, then we're going to turn it around. And what you see is a beautiful, nice sear. That's exactly what we want to get. All right, now we continue to let this sear. Now with this, it's going to be accompanied by some acorn squash. Uh, before we talk a little bit about that, let's take these onions that I have here. I have regular, just white onions. You could use Vidalia onions if you'd like. You could use shallots. Um, you know, there's nothing better to me than taking like a bunch of bulbs of shallots and roasting them in the oven with thyme. But what I'm going to do is take a little bit of olive oil here, salt and pepper, and put them right on the grill. Just like that. And they're going to go right on the grill. And I'm just going to kind of leave them sitting here, getting all nice and grilled and charred and being happy. We'll come back to these later. Alright, now we're going to take a little bit of sparkling wine. We put just a little bit in there to deglaze the pan and just to kind of bring all the residual flavors off from the beef. Kind of take it to the next level. If you can push this beef in now, hot, you're going to find that it's rare and by the time we're kind of done talking here we'll be able to plate this dish up. Let's talk a little bit about this acorn squash. Now, it, it arrives to you or you pick it up at the store kind of looking like this. And what you have to do is cut it in half and really take out the insides of the flesh. Now there's really a couple of really neat things that you can do with this. You can stuff this with stews and whatnot. You can take this and, and kind of scrape it down and take it to the next level. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We seasoned it with a little bit of salt and pepper. And we're just going to take a fork and hold it with our hand and just scrape all of the acorn squash just like this. Now spaghetti squash has a similar look. It looks a little bit more like spaghetti. That's, that's really my favorite. But they didn't have any at the store today, so I just decided to pick up this acorn squash, which is the next best thing. And I, I really don't need too much here. Okay, so we have, we have that. What we're going to do with our squash is take it and put it right in the pan with the flavors here. Now what's really good about this type of squash is it's starchy and it'll absorb liquid, it'll absorb flavor. And that's exactly what we want to do with this dish right here. We have our onions here. Turn them over. Alright, so now what we're going to do is take some of the spinach here. Just, just for color purposes, we're just going to leave some spinach kind of incorporated in the butter because we're going to get ready to plate this dish. Now, don't forget we have our onions on the grill, which are totally finished. Now we're going to take our squash and put it in the center of the plate. This is going to be our starch. And you can see that the squash really absorbed all this wonderful uh, flavors and stuff like that because it acts just like a potato. We're going to take our spinach and just kind of toss it around. Now what we're looking for is a wilted spinach. We're not looking for anything, you know, that's been killed. And I think, I, I can't stand that, you know, when, when spinach has just been like overcooked and it's like leaking all this water and killing your dish. Uh, it's like a chef's nightmare. You know, a lot of chefs don't like to work with uh, spinach for that purpose. So we're going to take this, and we should be at a perfect mid-rare here, or 
or maybe rare. We're just going to slice this open. And we got this nice rare piece. Now you could totally just kind of leave this other piece kind of sitting in there, that's fine. Uh, what we're going to do is just take some of the juice that we have over here. Because we have all this wonderful like butter slash jus combination. And we're just going to leave a little bit around the plate like that. Now we have our rare beef that's just killer. Now what we're going to do is grab our onions. Now we have our onions that are totally wilted. And they have to be wilted because what you're going to do is just kind of mold them around a little bit because you don't want them to take away from anything in the dish. So we're going to leave our onions on there like that. Now we can talk about the flavors that we have here. We have the squash, we have the steak, we have the spinach, and we have the onions. This is our first dish. Okay, we're going to get cleaned up because I'm going to put a stew on here with an Asian touch. So don't go anywhere. Taste this. Alright, now for the next recipe, which is always one of my favorite. I love stews. Pot roast, braised short ribs, London broil. I, I like anything that's stewed for a long time because I like meat that is soft and just to the tooth. I mean, I, I, I hate anything that's rubbery, that you can't break down, that hasn't been cooked down long enough. And really, you can't stew anything unless it's for a little more than three hours. I mean, that's the reality. Braised short ribs, uh, if they're done right, they're done my way of five or six hours, sometimes seven. So... Um, what we're going to do today is an Asian stew. What we got here is some onions. So, so we have our onions here. Now you could use shallots if you'd like. We're going to start off with the onions. And we like for the onions to turn brown. And we got a little bit of salt. What we're going to add is just some salt to this because that actually brings out the flavor of the onions. And what we're going to do is just take a, you know, a spoon or a spatula or whatnot and just kind of knock everything around. So they're almost to the point where, where we want them. Now, we got a couple of things going on here, as you can see. We have parsnips, turnips, onions, celery, leeks, carrots. That's right, they're all going in there. And with the carrots, celery, and leeks, which are really a marriage made in heaven, what we're going to do is just cut small dices here. And they're going to go directly into the pot to cook with the onions. Now we're going to return that to the flame. As you can start to smell everything kind of coming together, we're going to take some cracked, fresh black pepper. And we're going to take a little bit of onion here. This is a Spanish onion, which is a bit different in flavor. All onions are a little different. People, a lot of people don't know scallions and chives are from the onion family as well. They each have their own different flavors. And we're going to quarter this baby, put it right in there like so. Now we got some Red bliss potatoes, these are the bigger kind, high on the sugar content. We're going to leave them, we'll probably cut them again. And you have to remember, if you leave them too big, they'll never cook. If they're too small, they'll break apart, so you got to kind of eye it a little bit. Now we're going to add our beef. This is dry-aged premium beef right here. It's a sirloin. Uh, it's 21 day dry age, as you can see the dry age marks all over this baby, and it's going right here in this stew. Remember, if it's not expensive, it's not right, I'll taste this TV. Only the best for our audience. Alright, so we got the dry age going in there. We're going to let that sort of come together because we got some time on this stew. want to take advantage of this whole process, take it all in, absorb it. Okay, parsnips, turnips are going in there too. Very small dice. Again, takes a while, very long cook time. 
and the same with this. And you don't need everything that I have here. I mean, you're going to mix and match a little bit. Now we're going to kind of bring it together. Now we're just going to give this a call. Wow, small that. And that's exactly what we want. We want to feel that. We're feeling it. Now it's time to add the wet ingredients. Oh, yeah. So we have some strained tomato sauce here we're going to throw in there. We also have some soy sauce and balsamic vinegar. We're going to put those together. And we have a little bit of cinnamon. Don't knock it until you try it. Really brings out the flavor in that. And of course, just a, an average beef stock will do. So this is what it looks like. You know, and it's got to stew for a little while. So we're going to kind of forget about this. And we're going to go on to the next recipe, which is this unbelievable oriental dish that you're not going to want to miss. Okay, so now we got my stir-fry dish here, right? I love beef. I've always loved, like, General Chow's chicken. I mean, my stomach may not love it, but I do. And, you know, I've gone to a million different Asian restaurants, and they all make it a different way. Some good, some really horrible. Uh... And this is kind of something that I kind of invented over the years because I like beef, but I like it kind of cooked in the same fashion as General Chow's chicken. And that's what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to be creating a batter today. I have my sparkling wine. All right, we're going to take this, and we're actually going to take our wonderful ingredients and put them all here to make a batter, a thick batter. And we're going to put it into really hot oil, and we're going to get that General Chow's effect. I'm going to show you how to create that General Chow's chicken and it's not going to be exactly the same way because they take their chicken and they soak it in a mixture of cornstarch to, you know, kind of tenderize it a bit. But we're going to do it my way, which will be good. And I have some sorbets, Cabernet sorbet, raspberry sorbet. Aha, sorbet, that's right. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be thick like a syrup. And it's going to be good. So we got a hot, hot fly there. What we're going to do right away is take our tomato sauce, our barbecue sauce. Yeah our honey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. and we have our Chinese celery root, and we're going to throw our sorbets in there too. Not only is it going to give us structure, it's going to make the sauce thicker, but it's going to add to great flavor and create a thick sweetness. And we're just going to kind of let that blend itself. We're not in a rush here, so we're just going to kind of let it go its own pace. And this is good with cooking because you could let one thing go, go on to the other. We have our stew here we're not worried about. It's stewing. You know, we're doing a bunch of things at once. These vegetables are actually going in there. I cut before zucchini, peppers, a uh, little bit of snap peas in there as well. You know, your typical Asian stir fry. And they don't get sautéed. I like them to, to put them into the sauce at the very end uh, and let actually the hot sauce, the syrup, cook them instead of like killing them in oil first or, or boiling water. We have our batter here. Now, this is a really good recipe because people who like have gluten-free problems, there's gluten-free flour that you can use, and it's all the same. And you got to kind of eye this. You know, I recommend that you use a sparkling wine, uh, if not salsa, because the carbonation will help the process. And you just have to make a, a thick batter, and then we'll season it at the end. Okay, my eye is perfect. Okay. Yeah, the carbonation really will help it break it up a bit. And beer. What do you think they got the name the beer batter from? That's a great, 
great for doing uh, different kinds of like, you know, you take a hot dog, you put it on a stick or right in the fryer. And they, that's what you, and you want to make sure it's thick. It has to be the uh, consistency of uh, pancake batter. Now our steak, we went expensive today. We went dry aged steak. Okay, but it's all good. I'm going to take the steak. Let me whack it up a little bit even before it gets to the cutting board. I don't want that fat. Not in this dish. You know, there's some dishes like stews where I put the fat in. Just it's okay. It's going to add flavor. It's going to uh, probably boil off at some point. Uh, but I, I can't do something that's going to be deep fried and it doesn't have enough time to, to, to cook it down and break it down. So I'm just going to take this fat put it to the side for now. What we're going to do is take this steak, this beautiful steak that we got here. And we're going to cut strips, just like this. Because these strips are really what's going to be nice. I mean, the general chow's chicken is kind of like cubed, really depending on where you go. I actually saw like a whole breast of chicken at uh, General Chow's in Boston. I went to I think it's a good restaurant in Boston. Yeah, it's always like these little like back hole in the wall joints that, that are only open. <laughs> the only ones open like one or two o'clock. You go in there and you have like an incredible meal. All right, so we got the, the batter here. What we're going to do is take the steak. Let's season it well with salt, a lot of cracked black pepper, and take our steak and drop it in there. Let's do steak. And make sure that your steak gets a good amount of the batter. You know, get your hands in there. There's no clean way of doing this, folks. You really got to just dip it in there. The batter will actually help you when you're going down into the hot oil, too. It won't burn your fingers. So it's good to get a little bit of batter on your hand. And what you want to do is take your steak. Kind of swing it around the oil so it doesn't stick to the bottom. And drop it in, like so. Same with this. Have your steak in. Drop it down. What you want to do is just take the batter, put it in the oil gently with your hand before you drop it down because you don't want anything to stick. And we'll do one more for safety. And again here. Good. Put it right in there. We got our spoon. Make sure it's a dry spoon. You don't want to be throwing in no uh, wet spoon or wet fork. You'll get tattoos real quick. And the ones you don't want to showcase. All right, this is looking good. We just want to move them around gently, make sure they don't stick. Now we're going to go right down and dirty with the vegetables here. See how that brings the color? I just gave it some life. You know, you have all the sweet stuff going on here. But you see what I was talking about? That's going to cook right in the sauce. This is what I'm talking about. The smell on this is incredible. And this is, this is hot syrup. So this is going to cook these vegetables in a good amount of time. All right, now this is ready to go. You start to hear like that really loud, crisp. You know, it's, it, it sort of kind of tells you that we're done. We're going to lay our beef, be careful, this is very, very hot, right on there like that. Now, you know, it looks burnt, but it's going to pick up all this flavor, and it's going to actually hold up. It's going to hold up in what we got going on here with the sauce. Otherwise, you're going to run into a situation where your batter runs off and it becomes a horrible mess. Let's just jump over here. I just want to show you something here. This is doing really well. We're getting thick bubbles. It's cooking down. It's breaking down. We're on high heat. Everything is coming together. Wonderful flavor. 
as it cooks down, it's going to get darker and darker, thicker and thicker, and we're going to put it right over our acorn squash mixture. Now, this is about where we want it. We'll give it another second, and we're going to throw this really hot steak. That's hot. Watch yourself. Separate it. And we're just going to give it a toss. Give it a toss. Now, if, if, if you kind of see what I was talking about before, with the actual steak absorbing some of that, that really nice syrup there, syrup flavor. And that's exactly what we want. Let's go ahead and plate this dish up. This is what I'm talking about. First, we're going to go down with some of the protein. I'm just going to plate this for one. And again, I'll just repeat that. You see how the, the steak batter actually really held up, um, you know, to the, to, the, to the oil, to the sauce? Because a lot of this, what happens is, unfortunately, you, you get into a situation where if this is not made right, and I've had it made, like, good, and I've had it made, like, really bad, you're, you're going to run into a situation here where you're dealing with the batters falling off the chicken. And that's, that's not a true... General Chow's chicken. Then again, we're not making General Chow's chicken, so I guess you can do whatever you want. But uh, I just want to show you here that, you know, we're doing this in a different way, a different fashion. I'm going to take some of those onions that were here, too. Take some nice, fresh greens. Now, the greens I like to use around here is just regular flat-leaf parsley. I just like to put that around the sides. Because the greenery, the, the taste of the greenery with this dish... It helps absorb some of the sweetness flavor that you have from General Chow's chicken. And I like the dill, too. Dill is a, a really good accompaniment, so we put a little bit of dill there. And you know what? Take some of your sauce, because you got plenty of it here, and just drizzle it around the sides like that. Just a little bit and just put it over there for decoration. But for the most part, um, that's my version of our deep fried steak batter but here you have it this is the finished dish uh, and we're gonna see about this stew and all right now the stew looks great it smells good and it's nice and thick see that's what I'm talking about nice thick sauce all right let's plate it I'm a little inventive today we got the acorn squash thing going out here where we uh, just basically kind of hollowed it out we're gonna put the stew in there so what we're gonna do is take the beef Put it down there. We got carrots. We got celery. I mean, we're doing it all out here. The leeks. I mean, the leeks really take us to the next dish. Potatoes are cooked perfectly. Man, that is nice. And, you know, this is good to like, I don't know. Kids always like inventive stuff like this, and it's cool. So this is a great presentation to like. If you have some people over the house too, take our celery, just put it on the top like that. That's it. We have a dish that is really good, hearty, flavorful. That's what I'm talking about. Well, here you have it. My definition of braised stew with an Asian twist, a little hint of cinnamon, and an acorn squash shell. Go figure it out. Well, thank you for watching me on this fun-filled episode of Taste This TV. I'm your host, Chef Joseph Simonero. Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste this.